Good morning, everybody. Kevin Draco here, host of this Dream House, brought to you in part by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer. This Dream House, if you don't already know, is a program that's all about the home. We're going to discuss renovations, remodel, and converting your property into your dream house. We're also going to navigate common homeowner pitfalls and even give you advice on buying and selling homes. If you have any questions or comments, contact us by email at thisdreamhouse at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Facebook and Twitter at this dream house and we'd love to hear from everybody Mr. Kistner how are we doing today let's get right to sports let's do it oh my god what do you want to talk about today um we are the champions <laughs> of London. Oh, um, hey. yeah. I, I, I mean, look, you you made the call last week. You stuck with the Broncos. I kind of went against them, but that was on purpose. That was to change right. the jinx. That's what we do in sports, right? We turn our hats around. We wear mismatched uniforms. Right. Uh, we do all these. <laughs> yeah, we do all these things uh, in hopes of getting a win. And I have to tell you, buddy. At first, it didn't start off that way. No, it was it. it the Broncos should have been down fourteen nothing. And, and look, if Jacksonville was smart, they would have run the ball on the one yard line instead of throwing it. Yeah, I couldn't quite understand that. But hey, thank yeah, God we'll, they we'll did. take it. You know what? Finally, a little reversal there. I thought uh, pretty much from you know mid second quarter on, it was a really well played game by the Broncos, and I think we're really quick to criticize. Uh, I think we need to uh, uh, be very quick to acknowledge that was actually very good to see. I, I got to be honest. In the first half, I thought maybe oh they gave up. To be honest, right? Uh, like oh here we go again. And, right. Uh, they really really played hard. Now just to, and I don't want to talk about this and beleaguer this too long. But uh, you, 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 do you think there would have been a move made at coaching had they not won that game, or if it continued the way the game started? I don't. I don't think they would have made a move if the Broncos would have lost that game. I it, now the only move I would have th- thought of would have been like switching play callers on offense, like maybe out and calls plays or Clint Kubiak calls plays. George Payton came out that week and said like I'm all in on Nathaniel Hackett, and you're not going to say that. And then two days later, whatever it was, fire your head coach. Now I, I do think I'll say this: I think Hackett makes it. At least to week 16, 17, 18, you know, I think, and then they'll make a decision there. If I had to put money on it, I'm, they gotta, if they start winning games and get into somewhat of a groove and show some flashes, they're gonna keep hacking. Well, I think they're gonna keep them anyway, unless it just gets so disastrous. And I'm gonna tell you why. I listened to the drive this week. The guys were talking about, um, you know, how it was in the plan all along. The Broncos knew. This wasn't the year. By the way, I was shocked they said they were surprised because I remember tweeting in the beginning. I said, no way we are all in this year. No. They could have done so many other things to make this a little bit rounded, more rounded of a team, and they didn't do that. I thought the plan all along, frankly, was to go all in next year or the yep. year after. You have a new owner in place. We're ready to go for it. Let's see how that shapes up. And so I think 
uh, they know, hey, we, you know, maybe we didn't have the best team to go forward. And I think, therefore, Hackett's my first year. Uh, I'm learning. You certainly admit it. Yes, certainly looks like maybe possibly in over his head. But let's give it a year. Let's learn. Let's see how it goes. But really, we're all in next year. And we're going to give him the team. And I think next year, though, <laughs> all bets are off. But I do think he's going to be here next year. That's just my yeah, opinion, too. But, but when you really take the season as a whole and really look at it up to this point, he hasn't been that bad. And what I mean by that Ooh. is I know a lot of people are like losing <laughs> oh, okay. their mind. Wait, are we changing okay. from what we were saying two weeks ago? But he, go ahead. He's made a few big mistakes, and I think that's carried on with losses. When you really look at it, the play calling, the play designs have not been bad. The, the decision-making has been what's gotten him. You know, it, obviously we all remember Seattle, but you don't forget Russ is not playing good. And there's a lot of times the guys are wide open. Did we get a Russ delay game on the kickoff? Didn't that happen? Yeah. Okay. It, I mean, that's the kind of stuff to yeah, me. That's, that's stuff like that. That's piling up. But as from an offensive standpoint, he's drawing up good plays. They're, they're doing things correctly. But again, I'm not trying to say Hackett's the greatest thing in the world, but there are some things that you're like, what did he do bad against in Jacksonville? I mean, other than yeah. the, the well, delay again, game. You got, look, you got a lot of injuries. You, you, and yeah. you have a team that has a lot of holes, no yeah. depth. Like None of this should be completely unexpected. Oh, and, and look, I even think Russ gets dealt a, a bad hand. Now, you can't ignore we're missing some of the field. And I don't know what that is from, to be honest with right. you. I don't know if that's just the pressure. I, I, I don't know. But anyway, look, look, good conversation. Great win. Congratulations, Broncos. Let's let let's get out there and win uh, the next one too, and we'll talk a little more about that. But really quickly, Denver Nuggets. I don't know. I'm a little disappointed. You? What do you think? And, and let me caveat that it's only seven games into the season. We got identical record to last year, and you saw how well they finished. But we, I felt very inconsistent last year, and I thought having Murray back, having, having Porter back, that this this could be potentially the year I would have liked to. I would like to see them be playing uh, a little more consistent, even though it's only game seven. Yeah, I'm not. Honestly, I'm not surprised that their their record is what it is right now. Just because, look, Murray is coming back from an injury. Porter Junior is coming back from an injury. Got they still got to play together. A bit. They still got to get together and groove. I mean, there's an 82 game season. You know, now, now, to, the, the Avalanche start off s- slow every year. We, yeah, but we talked about that. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. But brother. but that's kind of the same concept. Once you get in a groove, then everything will start falling into place. Yeah, but you just kind of wonder. Kind of everybody was saying that about. The Broncos offense. Well, later on, it'll get in the groove. And maybe it does, but what yeah. if it doesn't, right? It's, so I think what's alarming to me, we are shooting 72% from the free throw line. High school teams shoot better than 72% yeah, you from gotta the be free better. throw line. Gotta be right? We got to be better than that. Um, and, and and look, uh, Joker, and, and, and I actually uh, asked this question, like, you know, he doesn't seem aggressive on offense, and I had received an answer from my buddy, and he said, yeah. Hey, look, you know, he's just trying to get everybody involved. And I get that, but great players on great teams don't stop scoring. Matter of fact, you scoring 
takes some of the pressure off of the other guys. If yeah. I know you're not, all you're going to do is pass it <laughs> because you want right. to include everybody. I'm not too worried about you. Right. But if I think you're a threat, I'm going to have to double, maybe even triple team you at time. Well, that leaves somebody open. And so I'd love to see him uh, a little more aggressively on offense. And then finally, my biggest concern, um, last year, and I get it, it's, it's over a long season. Uh, they were letting up 110 points a game. Um, this year it's 117 a game through wow. seven. I, I, I think that's a lot of points to be letting up, and that's like going, okay, so where's our defense? Yeah, apparently all offseason. And I was against the trade for Will Barton and Monte Morris. I kind of was okay with it, by the way. Every, go ahead. Everyone was like, oh, they're going to get so much better on defense and blah, blah, blah. You know, Caldwell Pub's a great defender. That's all I heard from all of the Nugget experts, even around was, oh, Caldwell's Pope is such a great defender. Ish Smith is here. Oh, my gosh. We're like This team's going to be an elite defensive team. 117 points a game? Give me a freaking break. Well, maybe you break. say there's, uh, uh, teams are shooting well against us, maybe. I don't Get know. Get your hand in their because, face. I mean, actually, I mean, think about it. We're actually averaging more rebounds, so we're rebounding pretty darn well. So that signals to me they're not missing shots. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, getting the rebounds, that's Michael Porter Jr. out nearly averaging a double-double game. Yeah, I think everybody else is kind of in line um, – it, it, Bones is, you know, he, he he was 10 last year, and I heard the guys talking before the season. They were saying, oh, maybe you get 18, 19, even 20 out of him. Well, he's at 12. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think in his college career, I think his best season was like 14 or 15. So I don't think you're going to see much more than that, right? And I just think, um, look, I just think, in my opinion, and by the way, Joker's six points less than he averaged last year. Yeah. Right? And so I, I just think, we're really going to need him to pick up some scoring, hopefully. And by doing so, I think he could still get everybody involved. And we'll, we'll end it at that. Well, today's guest is no guest. <laughs> he <laughs> is my lovely co-host, the incomparable Chef Mark. How are we doing, Chef? I'm doing great. I get, I'm get. i so excited to be a guest. <laughs> right? That's different. It is. And listen, we are as close to Thanksgiving, Chef, as one can get. Ah, my boy Kev over there. Real quick, yes, it's that time of the year. Uh, I love the peanuts, by the way. Aren't they fantastic? You know what I always remember about the peanuts is they were sponsored by Dolly Madison. Do you remember them? No, I didn't know that. You're kidding me. I know who Dolly Madison is. I didn't realize that they had a food sponsor. Kev, were, were you, like, like, do you watch, did you watch the peanuts as a young man? I did not know. Oh, Jesus, what is the matter with you guys? I was watching SportsCenter like at four. I, I do believe that, by the way. Yeah. All right, Chef. So what we wanted to do is to um, – we I wanted to talk to you today about creating a stress-free, worry-free holiday, right? Because is, people get crazy. That is always the goal, and I don't understand why it's so elusive. So let's let's crack this nut. Now, by the way, I have – so you know, Chef. I have been cooking dinner, Thanksgiving dinner for – my family and I, and and let's give or take one or two years, maybe some reason I would have missed, but I've probably been doing it for at least the past um, 27 years. Okay. All right. Now, and yet, I'm going to go back to that statement because I, I know you're a pro and you get it, and right. that's why we're going to talk about this, but honestly- mm-hmm. I get the stress, and I've done it for 27 years, and I think most people have done it that long. Oh, yeah. Everybody's cooked Thanksgiving dinner for their family for their whole life. So where where I think we're missing out in creating stress is the planning. 
Um, and let's just talk about the first basics, cook times. You look at a recipe, let's say the prep and cook times two hours. I'm shocked at how many people <laughs> that I know personally, friends, and if they're listening, they'll know who they are. Where if the recipe says two hours and we're eating at six o'clock, at four o'clock they start the food. They don't leave themselves any time for, oh gosh, I forgot this ingredient. Oh gosh, I forgot to preheat the oven. Uh, letting food rest. How about everything doesn't fit in the oven? Everything doesn't fit in the <laughs> oven. I went to dinner recently with uh, they uh, some friends invited us for dinner and. Piecemeal, like the rolls were ready, they came out. The salad was ready, it came out. The you know the sides were ready, and we never had a complete meal because they adhered to this whole like. Well, it said it was only going to take fifteen minutes to make that recipe. So I think right there, if you put cook times out of the equation entirely and work backwards and add fifteen minutes to half hour to anything for uh, leaving time enough for food to rest, to cook properly, to rest, and to serve, you think, oh, it takes one second to take something out of the oven and put it on the kitchen table. No, you've got to let things rest. You've got to let them hold. You've got to give yourself time to properly present. You might have to put something in a bowl. That takes longer than you think. All of a sudden, you're 15, 20 minutes behind, and you do that times 10 recipes, yeah, next thing you know, you're eating at midnight. Well, you know I've come to you for, obviously, a, a lot of advice, having run sort of my own bed and breakfast, mm-hmm. and I've learned what timing means and how important it is. And I think some of the best advice that you gave me was just that. Like, you can actually prepare things in advance, yes, and then you can put them back in and sort of, you know, reheat, flash, reheat, and, flash and that heat. it's still, you're right, and that it's, I think people worry, oh, it'll be dry, but no, it's not, right? I mean, that's just cooking, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's cooking. Here's the thing about Thanksgiving that I want you to, everybody who's listening to realize, the menu is designed around food that's sturdy, and I'll tell you what sturdy means. The longer it sits, the better it gets, mm. right? So barbecue is sturdy. You know, you go to your famous favorite barbecue restaurant, and they've got briskets wrapped in paper sitting in a warming drawer, and it's getting better, you know? like it, So the same is true. Things like mashed potatoes and turkey and cranberry sauce, um, they hold up the test of time. Something that's not sturdy is a delicate souffle. You know, you want to like make that and serve it at the last minute. But how many souffles do you have for Thanksgiving uh, zero. dinner? Zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> how many people can make a souffle? Oh, I, you know, everyone I make f- falls. You know, I'm yeah. happy to admit that. So what, um, let's talk, what's some, and, and right, we have this half hour show. Let's, let's get into some good points. What's a, start planning. What's, what's kind of the key? What do we okay. need to do? I got it. So this year, Thanksgiving's on a Thursday, and we know that. So you should be shopping on Saturday or Sunday the week before. So I'm going to the grocery store way in advance. Uh, turkeys, you know, don't wait till the last second because all the ones that need to be the size you need it to be are gone. So order that uh, in plenty of time or buy it well in advance. They take four or five days to thaw. So if you're pulling your turkey out on Wednesday for Thursday, too late. I pull my turkey out on Saturday, Sunday uh, to start thawing so that I'm not waiting. Um, I don't wait for anything. Um, you know, uh, we were talking before the show about your famous uh, stuffing. Mm, and you told I me. I love stuffing. Yes, this told is a me, good one. Classic you, you, example. You told me with some level of pride that you cut your bread the day before. I did. Okay. True story. Why not cut your bread 
the month before. Mm. It needs to be dry so that it can absorb the the liquid. And you know, it's fun. <laughs> you're gonna love this, Jeff, because you're gonna go, yeah, that's so you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and my lovely wife who assists me. Uh, one of her biggest jobs is just that. I started it in the morning thinking, well, it's Colorado. It'll dry. And uh, by about five o'clock, she has the hairdryer in hand trying to dry yeah, it. Right? Yeah. So you can envision that, right? I, 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 yes. I, the hairdryer is creative, I must admit. But you know, it, but you can do that well in advance. Um, so cranberry sauce, I make mine two to three weeks in advance because I want it to sit in the refrigerator and I want those flavors. I like ginger and orange, I like allspice and, and cardamom. I want all those flavors, those aromatics to really penetrate. So I make it way in advance and just let it hang out in the refrigerator. I got my bread cut. I've got my menu written. And when I say oh, menu- Yeah, let's talk about yeah. menu. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. So you, so And is the menu, do you write it in a way where you have the item, you put the ingredients underneath, and then does that act as your shopping list? Uh, Kind of. Yeah, absolutely. What I do is I write my grocery list in the order of my grocery store. If you go to the same grocery store for Oh, you're a much better human than me. (laughs) I would put a wager that Kevin wouldn't know what is an aisle one or aisle 31. How close am I, Kev? Uh, well, which which side is aisle one? Yeah, exactly. I mean, because that's like start? the vegetable aisle, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good job. I and think usually, usually it is. Yes. And on the <laughs> other side, it's all frozen stuff. And I am assuming that's where you do your shopping in the frozen. Pretty aisle. much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jeff. So you you write it. You literally write your menu in. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I write my I write my grocery list in the order of the grocery store. Oh my god. And then what I do is off to the side, I write what I'm making. So. Mm. Green bean casserole, I know it's going to be, you know, green beans and, you know, crispy onions, and I'm going to need a bechamel, so I'm going to need flour and butter. Oh, and a what? And bechamel, uh, flour and butter and milk Oh, is that what that's together. called? Yeah, that's oh. what that's cooked together. And then, <laughs> so I'm not working off of recipes. I'm working off of techniques. Sure. And the way you do that is you practice throughout the year before Thanksgiving so that you have oh, that's good advice. the recipes memorized. Right on. And even you might need to glance at your recipe just for a reminder. Was that two tablespoons of butter or three? But beyond that, you should have everything really committed to memory and comfortable so that when you're cooking for 10 or 12 people or 15, 20 or whatever, you know, it could be an army. But when you're making Thanksgiving dinner, you make it look easy. You're just gliding through the kitchen. You're making it look easy because it's so well practiced. And you know what makes a pro look like a pro? They make it look easy, and then you'll look like a pro. Um, so let's start then. Okay, so I got you. We got to yep. plan the menu. We have to get our grocery shopping, shopping done. Shopping early. Early, at least a week in advance. Yeah, yeah. Seven to, seven to ten days and fresh food, two or three days minimum. Then what kind of things could I literally uh, prepare? And let's just keep this simple, right? What could I prepare sort of seven uh, seven days in advance. Yeah, so we touched on that. You definitely want to do things like cutting your bread, setting your table. So, like, what? Uh, yeah, why not have? Well, your what ta- if I have to eat dinner for seven days? Well, have your dishes, you know, your fancy china okay. or your silverware polished, things like that. Gotcha. Um, have your linens washed. That makes sense. Um, the uh, the things that are just time vampires. Go to the, go to the store, buy your beverages. You know, get ice. 
those are the kind of little things. All right. I want to hold you there. Let's come back right to this point, but we have to take a break. We'll be right back, everybody, with Chef Mark on incredible Thanksgiving information. Black Friday prices now at Appliance Factory save up to 40 to 80% on thousands of in-stock appliances and mattresses. Largest inventory in the Western U.S. Appliance Factory gets exclusive factory buys from the manufacturer at huge discounts, and they pass the savings on to you. Guaranteed to beat Lowe's and Home Depot's Black Friday sale prices, save up to 40 to 80% from GE to KitchenAid. Mattress Kingdom Inside Appliance Factory has innovative brands like Purple, Tempur-Pedic, and Sealy at unbeatable savings. Black Friday prices now at Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Welcome back, everybody. We're continuing our conversation, our Thanksgiving conversation with uh, Chef Mark here. And, you know, Chef, we left with sort of the things that we could uh, do in advance. I think yeah, people the get... seven to ten day thing. That's yeah. a great question. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but I want to bring it a little forward because, unfortunately, we are up against time. We get a half an hour to give such incredible information. Yes. Um, so let's come forward a little bit. Um, your potatoes are delicious. I've had thank them you. before thank several you. times. And mm-hmm. thank you for always having me over because <laughs> it's always a treat. And so um, when 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 can I really start to make my potatoes on that day? And tell me how you make yours. Oh, that's a great question. Okay. So mashed potatoes, I actually start them the day before. I peel and chop them up and put them in a pot with cold water. And then I put that whole pot in the fridge. With the water? With the water. The it water w- doesn't sog the potatoes? No, it Wait. does the opposite. It pulls, the, it pulls excess starch out, and it makes your potatoes cook better. Oh, wow. Okay, and that's then, great advice. So the um, night before. Okay. Yeah, so then it's done. So morning of, it's done. And um, it, the water protects them from turning brown. Then I change the water, put it on the stove, bring them to a boil from cold. That is critical that you start with cold water. Wow. Another tip I didn't know. If you put uh, potatoes in hot water, the outsides will be overcooked. The insides will be raw. Wow. That is brilliant. Yeah, and I, and I think people probably listen to me going, yeah, he probably didn't learn a thing. Chef told well, him that. I didn't know that, Chef. Not, and not everybody knows that. And for those of you that did know that, you're like, well, God, of course. But, you know, let's face it. Kevin, as good of a cook as he is, is not a chef. No, no, <laughs> no. If you're looking at me for techniques, um, you might as well watch Kevin Kistner cook. I thought he was talking about me being a good chef. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we were all thinking. Free, freeze your eye, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so then you bring your uh, your potatoes to a boil. You want them to be uh, fork soft. And then I'm going to add my cream and my butter. Always heat up your dairy When items. you say cream, are you using heavy cream or heavy, sour oh, cream? Oh, yeah, I'm using heavy cream. See, you, and I you like sour cream. Sour cream's great, too. Okay. And if you love cream cheese and sour cream and all that buttermilk, whatever it is, heat it up so that when you add it ah. to your potatoes, it doesn't jam up your potatoes. It doesn't okay. make wallpaper paste. Uh, yeah. I've had that happen. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens is you're adding cold to hot and it just seizes okay. up and Brilliant. it's not very happy. Whether you like them chunky or smooth, that's completely up to you. But you can make these several hours in advance. Let's say we're eating at 2 o'clock. My potatoes are done at noon, sitting in the back of the stove, just holding because they're not going to change. They're Can not- you take them off the stove and let them sit? Because I people may not have a big enough stove to let them sit you there. You need to keep them warm, and you need to plan on that. So even if you buy some chafing pans, mm. you know, with those little sternos, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and you put them in a little water bath, something like that, you, but you need to hold them warm. So plan for that. Okay. Think to yourself, how many, when you're running your recipe, go back and go, how many items am I going to have to hold warm? What about brining the turkey, Chef? Oh, that's a great question. Okay. And, and I, I love, I, I did yeah. it for, the, I didn't do it. My butcher did it for the yeah, first time last year. It was amazing. Like, it's a giant turkey. What what do you do? Um, so they make this thing. It's called a brine bag. 
and it's a giant food safe bag and you can buy it with the brine. Um, I used to get them at Sur La Table or Sur La Table has like a really good one. There's a couple of locations here in Denver. Um, and you make the brine. It gives you a recipe. You put it in the brine bag. You tie the thing shut and uh, overnight. And what the brining does is the salt pulls out impurities and adds flavor. So you have a cleaner flavor and it, it uh, gives you that aromatic flavor. Uh, without brining a turkey, I just don't think it's as good. Yeah, and I did it for the first time, and I would agree with you. You, you know, it was like, yeah, it was. It's, it didn't dry. I would assume it helps none to keep your 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 turkey juicy. It does. Right? Yeah. Um. And and the flavor was really good. So that 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 is a good. Um. I think some people do it, but I don't think a lot of people do it. It's becoming very popular, but I got a pro tip for you. Go ahead. If you can find them, buy a kosher turkey because it's basically been brined. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, There's delicious. a pro tip. And delicious. All right. Um, all right. Now, let's move on here. And what I wanted to do is, uh, you know, for me, Chef, uh, any what's your stuffing? Um, got any good tips on stuffing? Now, I love making my stuffing, but yep. I got a feeling you're going to talk and I'm going to go, oh, my God, I've been making it wrong all yeah. these years. But I love my stuffing. Well, we talked about drying the bread in advance. Here's my, th- my stuffing hack is I use seasoned breadcrumbs. Uh, pardon me. Seasoned croutons as the bread. Always. Always. So I the do. The entirety of the breads? How many croutons would you need? A couple bags of croutons. Oh, easily. I go through three loaves of bread, chef. Oh, yeah. So three bags, three or four bags of croutons, seasoned croutons. Oh, wow. Okay. So I like to do like sausage and fennel and fennel seed, and I add a, um, the turkey stock or chicken okay. stock. Chef, I got I to gotta, I gotta stop you there because I got to give you the, the secret Kevin recipe. Okay. Go okay. And I, and I understand the basis, right? So yeah. onions, right? I'm sure you yeah, do. Yeah, sure, onions. sure. Okay. Uh, celery. Celery, okay. yeah. And bacon. <laughs> Everything well, is better with bacon in it, okay? Okay, I'm adding bacon to mine this year. And, and sausage. You're going to do both? Yeah, okay. what's better than one pork product than I two? I do love sausage, but I am so um, bent on making it the same because it's just a tradition and it tastes so incredible. Um, but I am willing to exchange stuffings with you this Okay, year. let's do this. Let's each make a batch of stuffing. There we go. And, I'm uh, willing to do that. And we're going to have a taste test with uh, Kevin Kistner. That would be, yes, and we won't tell him who. We just decided that on air, that's going to make it an incredible show. All right, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> how about it's food? How about we? Uh, how I've about, seen Kevin eat hot dogs. How about so. we do that around uh, the uh, winter holidays? Maybe that sounds good. New Year, New that, Year yeah. celebration. Because I want to get into that. We're going to talk about. I usually freeze a good portion of stuffing so that come Christmas I don't have to do it all over again. I love and, it. And 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 I just recook it, man. It's hey, fabulous. It comes hey, out great. Speaking of uh, freezing, make sure you plan for leftovers. So, you, oh. yeah, so have like some t- disposable uh, containers available for people. <sighs> make sure, I, I know what you're going to say. What? Go ahead. You, you're going to blame your wife for something, aren't you? <laughs> Uh, do I give it away that often? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, you can, real quick you can story. Actually, I can't believe you can't hear the she's eyes gonna, rolling. She's going to lock it over the radio because she knows exactly where I'm going with this. I cooked for 18 people. It was one of my wife and I's first um, Thanksgiving in a very small uh, town home. We had brought tables in from the outside just to fit everybody. And I love Thanksgiving leftovers. It's a thing I look forward it's, to it's, most in life. It's the other sport. Of it really the day. it is. Yeah. And so yeah. cooking for eighteen people, can you imagine what it was like to cook for really twenty eight people? Because I knew I want my leftovers for two weeks. I just do. Yeah. 
Everybody that's, does, that's, right? That's but one of the so, best parts. The meal came out, I thought, very amazing. I, I, later on that evening, I couldn't wait to get my leftovers. I opened the freezer, and if you could have only seen my face. Do you know what was in the fr- – not even the freezer. I'm sorry, in the refrigerator. We had a big refrigerator. You know what I saw in the refrigerator? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. She goes, oh, I didn't know you wanted leftover. I gave it to my family to take home with them. I Almost lost my mind. That's almost 30 years ago. Yeah. I still haven't forgotten about it. I, we laugh about it every year. It, there's nothing funny about not having uh, a good uh, turkey sandwich at, oh. at 11.57 at night. I mean, that's, that, that is part of the tradition, ladies and gentlemen. Another really important thing that you taught me that, oh my God, it, was, it changed the game, was how to carve the turkey. And I know we don't have time and it's not a good visual. How can people see how to properly carve a turkey? Because yeah. I'm telling you, it will change their day. Yeah, so on my YouTube channel, at Chef Mark Kalix, M-A-R-K-K-A-L-A-X, I have a Thanksgiving playlist. And on that playlist, I have a five-part how to make Thanksgiving dinner timing, a lot of things that we've talked about here. Because uh, it's, it's it's the same message. Um, and I try to keep it consistent. But I have a video of how, several videos how to carve a turkey. But don't do the Norman Rockwell carve the turkey off the whole bird at the table because what you're doing is you're actually cutting the bird with the grain. And if you think right. about cutting a steak with the grain, it's going to be dry. No matter how perfect you cut it, uh, cook it rather, it's going to be dry. So if you actually lift the breasts off the bone and cut them against the grain, you're guaranteed to have Juicy turkey, mm. it portions easier, it's easier to eat. You don't have this big carcass kind of taking up room and, you know, dad's over there trying to carve with an electric knife. That is a tradition that is long overdue, uh, long past due. I want you to check out this video, and um, and it's not hard. You can do a better job carving the turkey before you serve it and then Everybody's happy. And I'm telling you, it's game-changing. I hope you have liked these tips from Chef, and please go to his YouTube channel. Make Thanksgiving stress-free. Don't drive yourself crazy. But anyway, (laughs) Chef, always great to have you. I I learned in this one show, (laughs) I learned so much, and I see you every day almost. Uh, Uh, And so it was great to hear some of that. I'm going to definitely give a lot of this a try. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening Be sure to join us every Saturday morning, 8 a.m., all about the home, this dream house. We'll see you next week.